Welcome to Abide's Daily Christian Meditations. I'm Tyler. Today's meditation is sponsored by FaithfulCounseling.com, where you can get mental, emotional, and spiritual help from a therapist who shares your Christian values. Go to FaithfulCounseling.com slash Abide and receive 10% off your first month. Remember, you can have full access to all our meditations commercial-free. Just head to the App Store and download Abide. Now, Find your place of peace as we meditate and abide in Christ. What does a real man look like? It's an important question, not just for men, but for women too, and children. For some, it's the kind of man that when his feet hits the floor each morning, the devil says, oh darn, he's up. The enemy, however, doesn't want you to know it. But you're not the man you think you are. You're a whole lot more. Yet for others, your story may be like mine. I didn't meet my biological father until I was around 30 years old. And sadly, my mother, an alcoholic and one who had major emotional issues, didn't allow me to have a relationship with my dad. And I spent a chunk of my early years longing for father figures who might be the godly man I longed for, one who would model real manhood. Some children are blessed to have entered adulthood under the leadership of godly parents, especially a father who embraced biblical truth. Yet other men all across the globe and from every walk of life are physically, emotionally, and spiritually wounded by their dads. These wounds are not only painful to the man, but also to those he loves the most. Push away now all the distractions that may keep you from fully engaging this time as we embrace the healing that the Father to the fatherless has provided through the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for all fathers, for the new ones who endure sleepless nights with infants in arms, for the busy ones who juggle the pressures of home and family life, for the steadfast ones who nurture and care for our special vulnerable children, and for the patient ones who always seek to forgive and engage with their preteens, for the persistent ones who cleverly find new ways to connect with their many adults, for father uncles who step in to cradle and care for nieces and nephews, for all granddads who love and support their precious grandchildren, for the foster dads that are called to gather and cover the fragile ones, for the Sunday dads who care for our children and lead them in faith, and for the dads who give far beyond their own resources who overcome disability to cherish and love. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
Slow yourself now. Breathe in mercy. Exhale exhaustion. Reflect on the role men have played in your life. Whether you are a son, a daughter, a father, a mother, a husband, a wife, a grandfather, a grandmother, or a surrogate father figure, who are the key male figures in your life? Take a moment to ponder, are there certain men in your life that you need to forgive? Or maybe you are one needing forgiveness? Whichever the case, cleanse yourself of resentment and bitterness. Lack of forgiveness makes it impossible for God to forgive you. Go to the Lord now. Allow yourself to be filled with the humble, holy, obedient spirit of Jesus. Commit yourself to maintain a pure heart before God and a clear conscience before all. Ask God to increase your hunger and thirst for righteousness and for His Word. Listen now to Proverbs 27.17 in the English Standard Version. Iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. God speaks to us all the time, but there are specific things He draws to our attention and reminds us of. Listen again as I read Proverbs 27:17. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. What about this verse stands out to you? The enemy has been disrupting God's preferred plans for our men through a strategy to steal, kill, and destroy them. Iron sharpens iron. One man sharpens another. Visualize in your mind's eye the process of iron sharpening iron, where integrity, prayer, and godliness reign. Let's hear this verse again, this time from the Message Translation. You use steel to sharpen steel, and one friend sharpens another. 
We need to be sharp people, and the way to do that is to surround ourselves with people who can help us to become sharp. 1 Corinthians 17 verse 33 puts it this way, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Think of the people in your life. When you surround yourself with other people who love Christ, there is the likelihood that you will become a better and stronger Christian. Do you have another man in your life that holds you accountable and with whom you can be transparent? Or as a wife, there is no other person who is more called or more qualified to pray for their man. As a mother, there is no other person more qualified to pray for your children than you. Go to the Lord now. Proverbs 27 verse 17 uses a picture to show two men can be of great blessing to one another. That picture is of iron sharpening iron. Do you have other irons in your life who can help in sharpening you? If so, name them before the Lord. If not, go to the Father and pray for that special man to come into your life. Let's read Proverbs 27, verse 17 again, this time from the Amplified Bible. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. Think about this. Have you ever tried to use a knife or a pair of scissors only to find that they wouldn't cut? It was probably frustrating. The problem? They needed to be sharpened. Our verse has a biblical principle that teaches us how to be sharpened. Now be honest. Is your blade sharp or is it dull in need of sharpening?
Giving a tool the desired sharpness took time in the ancient world, as there were no electric whetstones or other sharpening devices. Persistent, careful striking of the tool against the sharpener was required, and the process lasted longer than a matter of seconds. Proverbs 27 is written primarily as a way to guide, instruct, and influence Solomon's sons and all people to live fully in the Lord. Can you see Solomon instructing his sons? Now, if a knife is blunt, it still continues to be a knife, although it is less effective, less useful in service. Are you willing to spend more time with a fellow believer, exhorting, encouraging one another, praying and admonishing and sharing God's Word? Think about that for a moment. Friendship is somewhat like your bank account. You cannot get anything out of it if you do not put anything into it. Do you have more deposits or overdrafts in your friendship account? God knows your heart. Go to Him now. Pray with me. Loving Father, thank you for sending Jesus to come as my perfect example of a godly man, a man who demonstrated that godly living means to walk in spirit and truth, in submission to the Holy Spirit, and obedience to you, his heavenly Father. Lord, we lift up Christian men everywhere and pray that your spirit of grace and truth may rest and remain on each one. We pray that Christian men may grow in grace and in a knowledge of Christ Jesus their Lord, and that they become strong in the Lord and in his mighty strength, and not rely on their own abilities, but rest in him alone. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take a few more moments with God. Take as long as you need. Just as a knife that is not sharp isn't productive,
useful or helpful or ready. So to be sharpened is to be ready for life, useful, helpful, and productive in life in your community. Go in the peace of Christ. May you abide in Him.